0: Welcome to Pocket Fiction, by Steve Cook. Sacrifice, a short story. Sir, what I am about to show you is far and away the crown jewel of our collection, the salesman said running his fingers over his poncy goatee and adjusting his My name is Rene badge. As Brian was guided past huge fridge freezers and glistening marble worktops, he felt his mouth go dry. There was no way he could afford any of this, not on his salary. The kitchen showroom was brightly lit, spotlights reflecting from every chromed surface, exuding wealth and a kind of harsh comfort. Right this way, sir, Rene said, pointing towards a relatively empty area. There was just a long worktop with a sink and an induction hob, a few herbs and spices and a bottle of olive oil. I'm not sure this is, uh, Brian said, not really wanting to admit that he felt quite so out of his depth. Allow me to demonstrate, sir. Rene pressed one of the controls on the glass induction hob and stepped back. With a whirring sound, part of the ceiling retracted and a large pair of mechanical arms dropped down. Jesus, Brian said, leaping backwards. What the hell is that? Sleek white armour covered the arms, black hinges whispering as they moved. Rene started getting out pots and pans and some chicken from a nearby fridge as the robot's weirdly delicate fingers flexed. This is the Artific Chef, Rene said proudly. It's programmed with over 2,000 different dishes and can prepare any of them just the way you like it. Everything it produces is guaranteed delicious or your money back. Brian stepped closer and prodded one of the arms. It rocked slightly, but it didn't do anything. How does it work? I thought you would never ask, the sales assistant said. Artificef, make for me a grilled chicken sandwich, please. Certainly, the robot said, its voice a distinct bass burr. It reached down, grabbed the packet of chicken and tore it open. At the same time, the induction hob clicked into life and began warming one of the pans. How does it know where the things are? Rene stepped back slightly, gesturing to Brian to do the same. The whole array is filled with sensors. Temperature, pressure, density, colour, shape, sound. When you cook, you use all your senses to ensure that the food is done. F does the same. It remembers your settings and is always recording your preferences as well. One of the robot's fingers had morphed into a knife, and in seconds long strips of chicken breast were sizzling in a puddle of olive oil. What about hygiene, Brian said, now that its hands are covered in raw chicken? It's waterproof, of course, Rene replied. It will wash its hands in a moment. He opened a cupboard and took two slices of bread from inside, handing them to the robot. With swift, sure movements, one of the hands began to turn the chicken, while the other took the bread and disappeared up into the ceiling. A moment later it was back, and Brian saw that the bread was buttered. ''There's reservoirs up there for common things like butter, ketchup, that sort of thing,'' Rene said, as the artificer casually picked up the burning hot chicken and laid it onto the bread. ''Salt and pepper,'' the robot asked. ''Um, yes please,'' Brian said, and watched as one of the fingers opened up to reveal a little condiment dispenser. The hands flipped the sandwich closed, placed it on a nearby plate, and quickly cut it in half. ''Your sandwich,'' it said. ''Enjoy your meal.'' Thank you, Brian said. The sandwich certainly did look delicious. The butter was beginning to melt, and the smell of the grilled chicken was tantalising. He picked up one half of it and took a bite. The chicken was perfect. Delicately seasoned and tender, it brought new meaning to the term melt-in-the-mouth for Brian. Good, no? Renee smiled. We often get the Artifice to make our lunches here. Trust me when I say that we are extremely well-fed. How, uh, how much is it? Well, of course there are finance plans available for it, sir, but I can see that you're a man who likes to know the full value of something, of course. Rene patted the countertop. The Artificef retails at £11,999. The hot chicken in Brian's mouth suddenly felt like a wad of wet newspaper, and he swallowed with some difficulty. That's a lot of money, he said. Not when you consider the cost per meal, René said. Let's assume you ask the Artifice to prepare three meals a day. Over three years, that's a cost of only £3.65 per meal. In time saved, that's considerable. You could be working, entertaining, sleeping, even on your way home, and the Artifice will have your meal prepared exactly as you'd like it. And, of course, it's even better value if you eat takeaway food. All the convenience of home-delivered food with a fraction of the price. He handed Brian a leaflet and words like app-controlled and guaranteed to make anything delicious and low-maintenance leapt out at him. And, of course, the Artifice Chef comes with a free three-year warranty and a service plan for those little corrections that inevitably need to be made with something as complex as this. I'm not really sure that I can afford this, Brian said. A thought struck him. Can it make... pizza? Rene smiled wolfishly. Two days later, the workmen packed up their tools, shook Brian by the hand and left him in his little kitchen. He looked at the pair of robotic arms dangling from the ceiling and a wave of doubt swept through him, squashing the excitement. This is so freaking dumb, he said to the air. What the hell was I thinking? Away from the open space of the showroom, the arms suddenly seemed larger than life and took up a huge proportion of the workspace. Brian shook his head. Well, he was committed now and the others would be turning up soon. Time to get going. Artifice F? Yes, Brian? I'm having a few friends over for dinner this evening. I need you to prepare some food for me. Very well. Please state food preferences. Make me a tester first, please. Brian frowned as his imagination failed him. What about... Uh... Vegetable hot pot? Like my mum used to make. One portion. The arms began to move, and in seconds they had plucked a host of ingredients out of the nearby cupboards. The engineers had rearranged his whole kitchen to place everything within range of the hob, and Brian had to admit that it was an efficient process. Even the cooking time was quick. One of the fingers bent back to reveal some kind of steam emitter, superheating the vegetables in a fraction of the time, and another revealed a blowtorch for crisping the potatoes. The bowl of food when it came smelled and looked amazing. From the first bite, Brian knew that he was on to a winner. This is good, he said. Thank you. So you really can make anything delicious? Well, there's some of my friends coming over and one of them is a chef at a kitchen, Brian scowled. He's irritatingly good at cooking, so I want you to make something like you just did, something that will impress him. He looked at the time and realised that he was going to have to tidy up and set the table before people started arriving. I don't know. Something they'd serve in a high-class kitchen. Really, throw yourself into it, you know? Brian shrugged. Six portions of whatever it is, ready in half an hour. Of course, Brian, the robot said, and its arms whirred into life. Brian took a moment to watch it work, and a part of him knew that he could never be this sure in his own kitchen. Cheese on toast he could manage, and warming up ready meals, pizza... Pasta in a pre-made sauce. These were all within his reach, but nothing like that vegetable hot pot had ever been made in this kitchen before. Half an hour later, the table was set and Brian's guests had arrived. At the head of the table, holding court as ever, sat Finn. He was a large man, his hooked nose and slightly twisted grin giving the impression that he was constantly sneering. Had somebody send back one of the meals from the kitchen today, he was saying, Reckoned there was too much salt in it or something like that, as if. (laughs) So me and the lads sent it back with a little extra sauce, if you know what I mean. He grinned and mimed an act that Brian found it hard to believe a chef could really get away with doing in a four-star restaurant's kitchen. Then Finn turned his grin onto Brian. So, where's this robot chef you've been bigging up to us for the last couple of days? In the kitchen. Should be about done, actually, Brian said. As if in answer, he heard the sound of whirring and then the robot's voice. Dinner is ready, Brian. Heart in his mouth, Brian got up and went into the kitchen. The robot was nowhere to be seen, obviously retracted back into the ceiling, but below its spotlessly clean workstation were six plates of delicately arranged food. The design was flawless, one part seamlessly blended into the next, rice of three different colours laid next to meat in some sort of sauce, and vegetables that Brian didn't even feel like he recognised. He'd just grabbed one of anything he could find from the local supermarket in preparation. Everything glistened with a healthy sheen, perhaps lightly fried in some sort of oil. Brian grinned and picked up two of the plates. As he placed each plate down, his guests let out a little sound of satisfaction. The smell rising from the food was enough to set anyone's senses alight, and even Finn's face lit up. Brian watched carefully as people began to pick their way through the food, and conversation dropped to zero popping a morsel in, Brian smiled. Perhaps it was worth it after all. Eating out at a restaurant serving food of this calibre would surely have cost more than £80, And and here he was enjoying it for less than £4 in a fraction of the time. Mere minutes later, everyone was talking about the meal, staring at their empty plates. So, when do we get to meet your maestro chef? Finn asked. I've got to say... That was almost as good as anything one of my junior chefs can turn out. You sanctimonious prick, Brian thought, but he smiled back. Sure, come into the kitchen and meet the artifice chef. They all rose and filed into the kitchen. There was barely room to stand and see, but Brian slid up onto the countertop, pushing the now obsolete microwave out of the way. Where is it then? Brian pointed to the ceiling. Up there. I'll call it down. He cleared his throat dramatically and said, Come down, please, Artific chef. The ceiling hatch word open and a single arm dropped down. Uh... Both arms, please. There was no response. Bit weird. Only having one arm, Finn said. He poked at it. Hey, you. What was that dish we just ate? Polycarbonate and polypropylene filet glazed in a lubricating oil served with rice and a medley of vegetables, the robot said. Finn frowned. Poly... poly... proper... Sounds like packing material. Anyway, it was delicious. Thank you, sir. I am programmed to make anything I cook delicious. This reminds me of the last time I had a junior chef hurt himself at the restaurant, Finn said, trying to recapture his place as the centre of conversation. Nearly chopped his old damned arm off. Emergency room job, that one. Shame, though. Could have made a fine stew out of that arm. He barked out a laugh and moved back into the dining room, trailing the others in his wake. Brian was left in the kitchen, looking up at the Artifishef's single arm. A terrible realisation was growing in his mind. "'Where's your other arm, Artifishef?' he said quietly. There was a pause. Then the robot said, "'Raw materials were necessary, and your instructions were quite specific.' There was a click, and as Brian tried to fight down the urge to vomit, he heard his own recorded voice repeated back at him. "'I don't know.' Something they'd serve in a high-class kitchen. Really, throw yourself into it.